0: Because these filmmakers, they're going to listen to people like you. Chitlin' Circuit, that's dope, right? But are we going to get on the on a show that's so dope and say, oh, I wouldn't have did that, I don't like that, that's whack, whatever. And then at the end say, well, I don't have a movie out. You can't do both. Now I know what the movie looked like, bro. We had a premiere and I was sitting in the premiere looking for a fast forward button myself. So I know what it is. The new Chitlin'
1: Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin' Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to black indies only. My name is Lex, and Sydney's not actually here with me right now. You'll hear her voice a little bit later on, and if you can't tell, today's episode will be a little bit different from what we usually do. This episode actually started back this summer when we reviewed the film Turnt. If you remember that, it was a colorful review. Uh, Sydney and I, truthfully, probably had more fun uh, theorizing about the movie and trying to explain some of the weird or uh, negative aspects of it than we did watching the movie in truth. Everything was all good until the filmmaker behind that movie, Man Robinson, reached out to us and let us know we got it all wrong. He did not agree with what we said about the movie and perhaps didn't like what we said about the movie either. So, Today, we sit down with Man Robinson, the filmmaker behind Turnt. And I'm going to tell you right now, things get a little spicy. Things get a little juicy. Uh, You'll hear some cussing, but that's normal uh, for this program. And you'll hear the story about how Turnt came to be, a very unconventional filmmaking that took years and multiple cameras and and multiple main characters, um, a really wild journey. But most importantly, For the first time on the new Chitlin circuit, you'll hear Cindy and I, the critics, take some critique. So, enjoy. All right. Now I can take off my audio engineer voice, and I'm ready to chat. I'm ready to get right into it. Uh, (laughs) Thanks once again for reaching out to us and for, like, you know, vibing with us after we reviewed your film, Turnt. And I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into it. You told us that we got it wrong in our review. And I want to know what was the, what was, what, what what did we get wrong? What's the true story behind
0: TURN? Well, I mean, y'all got it all wrong, really. But I do, I do appreciate y'all, you know, reviewing it. And I, re- I respect the review. It was, it was dope. Um, I was at, I was at my studio doing some other stuff and y'all tagged me in it or something. And I just, I just hit it. And I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, okay, dope. It's dope. But I think it's more valuable than, than just that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the film is what it is. You know, uh, which one of y'all is Sydney? That would be me. me. And then what's your name? I'm it's Lex. Top. Oh,
1: my bad. I'm so the Zoom gives us the, the false sense of like wearing name tabs. because
0: our names yeah. here. I'm Lex. That's me. Okay. Well, it's nice to meet y'all, man. I, I, I like I said, I respect the reviews. But, uh, you know, I, I know, you know, your audience is growing. It's just getting started and all that but I don't know who your 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 audience is. And that's important, especially uh, when it comes to filmmaking because if you have established filmmakers, then you're saying this and you're saying that about the film and that be that and everybody say, okay. But if you have up and coming filmmakers or anybody that's young who is scared to get in the game because it's so hard, then you got a different perspective we're talking about. And I think that that's when a movie like Turn helps the independent, because, or the new, the up and comings, because all that we went through to get that film done is every, every obstacle that you could think of from finances being number one to everything you could think of happened and perseverance to follow it through, no matter what the final result was to see it all the way through is motivation to other filmmakers. And if, if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't be where I'm at now. With the studio in Georgia and all these other films coming out, so I heard it, and I was like, "Yeah, they're right, <laughs> but they're not all the way right." And let's make it a little bit more valuable than what it is. And that's yeah, what right. I wanted to do today.
1: I agree with that, and I think that's a perfect segue because I really wanted to hear that. I think the, one of the more interesting things about the the work that we do here, uh, especially when we have the opportunity to speak to a, a filmmaker, is hearing that that path, that journey from idea to screen of a movie. So could you walk us through like what, what it took to get turned made?
0: Man, it was hell. I'm gonna tell you that. Um, yeah. first of all you, you said a lot of stuff that it was a gamble what you said lex about the reality show and all that. It sound great but nowhere near that. And no <laughs> no um, but but it was but it was good that you paid attention to it and that could have worked Almost, bro. Almost. Right? No, Sydney um, agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well Sydney, Sydney was off as well. Both of y'all was off. But it's, it's it sound good and it's, it's intelligent. And that's what you guys are supposed to do. But you got to tap into who you're mm-hmm. talking to because you miss a plan. Right. You miss a chance to motivate everybody by saying, oh, that's bad. Can't believe you did that. I don't like that. Now the filmmakers with no money and no hope are listening like, damn. I don't want to make a mistake. And you just scared everybody from mm-hmm. going on to the, the thing. So the first thing is Shooter. Shooter <laughs> Shooter was not on Love and Hip Hop when we shot the movie. Shooter was, yeah. we shot the movie in 2014. Okay, that's the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Shooter was not even mm-hmm. thought about being on Love and Hip Hop at the time. And <laughs> it's it's weird because the movie came about as a documentary. I was shooting another movie. And I was mm-hmm. shooting another movie and oh, and that's another thing. I'm not a documentary filmmaker. That's what Sydney said. I'm not that at all. That's just to get mm-hmm. to that. No, I'm not. So to get to that, I was shooting another movie when I first started filming 2011, 10 whatever. And I got popular. I got a lot of people started saying my name, but I had, I didn't have anything out published that I could say, Oh yeah, I'm a filmmaker. So every time I had a conversation, I always, they always ask me what you have coming. And my response was like, Oh, I'm about to, I'm fin to, maybe. And I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, let me shoot a documentary about something I know, which is music, and make it 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. I shoot it in 30 days and get it out. And that's it. Now I got something out and I continue working on this movie, whatever. Mm -hmm. So during that, we we interviewed a bunch of people, like from Miss Mulatto all the way. This is 2014, by the way. Mm -hmm. And this is before all these people blew up. Um, A bunch of people. And it was done on a cheap camera. We were just doing it, like I said, to get it out. So we interviewed uh, Jamal Woollett and mm. he played Biggie. Yeah. And at, at first I was like, well, why, why are we interviewing him? Because he's not a rapper. So it doesn't really kind of work for what I'm doing. Then I thought about it. Well, he played Biggie, which is one of the biggest rappers. So let's just talk about that in the interview. Um, so that's what we attempted to do. But while he was there, he said, no, this is a great idea, but let's write a movie. Let's, he didn't say, let's write a movie. He said, let's do a movie. Now I'm new to the to the game. So I'm like, wow, I got a dude who played Biggie who wants to do a movie and want to be in it. At that point, if I listened to your podcast before that, I would be dis- discouraged and say, oh man, I don't really. But this is new. I have to take this chance no matter what, because now I'm attached to this guy. So okay. he left. he left my studio that day. He came back the next day. We started shooting point blank, just right off the bat. Really, no script, no nothing really. We just, I knew that I had to actually capture this now before this dude changes his mind. And I don't, and you see who was in the background. That's big right there, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, about yeah. <laughs> so so I knew I had to capture it and capture it fast. And that was 2014. Then all the other people that you've seen that Sydney was like, oh, it's just a reality show fiasco. No, at this time, I wasn't in with actors at the time. I wasn't, mm-hmm. the only one I had was Jamal Willard when that was like luck. So all of a sudden in Georgia, that documentary started buzzing hard, even though we never shot, I'm never even, mm. I'll tell you about that later. So all these people with names in Atlanta start contacting me saying they want to be in this movie. So they get like, this is a true story. They, they, they call me or email me or whatever, or Instagram or whatever. And they said, look, I want to be in a movie. So now I'm looking like, Oh, Shay Mack wasn't in, in that either at the time, but I'm looking mm-hmm. like, you know, they still popular and I don't know no actors like that. So they, they called me and I said, okay, let's do it. So they'll pull up to my studio and we'll shoot a scene right then. I would write it like the day before, just a scene, like nothing to do with a movie, no story, no nothing. They want a scene, so I make the scene kind of dope. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? in the back of my mind, I was like, I'll put this shit together later, whatever. I just got to knock this out because once I film these people, I own it. You know what I'm saying? I can put it out. So that's how it happened. From Benzino to to Tory Hart, all these people just was writing right on set, and then that's when they came up and did it. So I never wrote a script from page one to page 100 with that movie. Right. Never. So, so go ahead. one of the my bad because this is interesting. Uh, I know yeah. that's why I am trying to tell y'all missing something, man.
1: Yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. I'm. I really, I I really want this like this extra piece. I do. So like when did like was there a certain day or a certain point where the the pieces that you were collecting for turn turn mm-hmm. into like the the full concept when did the full picture oh. come into play
0: no so mm-hmm. I knew in my mind of what I wanted the, the ending to be and I knew I wanted the middle to be in the and all the rest yeah. of the stuff you got somebody like Benzino yeah. that's coming you can't say bro I don't have a role for you like, we, I made a roll right then on site, and I just said, okay, well, let's make an argument or something, you know? And then yeah. later, later, I was able to like intertwine him with Tori. But well, for example, I'm in a studio with Tori, Tori Hart, and it's the same thing. Little Mo just happened to be there. I'm like, uh, yeah. Little Mo, and Little Mo and her are cool. They were like, listen, she's, man, Little Mo want to be in this. Okay, and we got a <laughs> video of it. I actually wrote the scene right there. Little Mo learned all the lines, and we just put it in there. And and that's that's how it happened, but to answer your question, we shot like ninety scenes mm-hmm. three years later was the only time I looked at it because it was I was doing other stuff. so three years later, I finally opened a hard drive and looked at it and was like, "Oh my God, what am I gonna do with this So the story was I, I hope it's a story in here. so I took a notebook paper and I wrote the title of all the scenes I named all the scenes at least and mm-hmm. I Wrote down all the names of the scenes on a on a notebook paper, then I just started putting them in order on the paper, and was like, okay, that could happen, that could happen, that could. That's how I came over that first. So then when I put it on the computer that way, we watched it, and then it was like that ain't gonna work because it's nighttime, it's daytime, it's nighttime, it's daytime. So then I had to go back and do it again and make sure night was night and day was day. All right. And right. it it was it was it was it was something. And six okay. different people edited. It. it was it was it was something. Yeah. So. Then and then I'm gonna tell you one more thing. So to touch on that, I'm not gonna say the actor name because we got a lot of actors in it. A certain actor would not say none of the lines. When we even though when I wrote a scene, they wouldn't say the line at all. They just be on set and they was like, I gotta do what I gotta do. I wouldn't be like that in real life. I'm gonna do my own lines. And they would do their own lines, bro. And it was like, that's not part of the story, bro. You like at least when I'm writing it, I could make something happen that's gonna happen later or whatever. They wasn't doing it. Yeah me on 75 percent of the scenes and i'm like man whatever (laughs) so that's it's a lot more to it um but that's what i had that's what happened
1: Yeah. yeah now from this uh i wanted to ask about like from the way you shot it which one of the scenes do you think you know paid off the most like which one of the scenes are you like would you would you say was the most like that was the vision, and then the way it ended up is exactly like boom. That's that's the one right there.
0: I probably would it would have to be the one Zena shot the, the house up. That was because that happened in real life to me when I was younger, when somebody in my hood shot up the wrong house. So it kind of played out right. But it's the whole movie though, because it's two people way, writing it, and that that that's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing, yeah. but it had to. The, if I didn't do that. It, you, wouldn't, it, you definitely would have been like, what the hell is this? I had to do that. And another reason is Jamal Willard. And you, you guys remember the Tupac movie? Yeah. He actually mm-hmm. had to stop. He had to stop filming with me, cut his beard off and go do the Tupac movie. So now I'm in the mid, I don't have no character or no nothing. And there was a little something that, that went on. And I was like, man, this, this ain't going to be finished with him. So I jumped in as the character and started doing a lot more stuff that was scripted. And that's where it all came about. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that.
1: So I wanted to like something you said really stood out to me just now um, about like the impression that the missing piece that a young filmmaker or an aspiring filmmaker uh, listening to like our conversation right now, they're going to they're going to hear this um, mm-hmm. and also our reviews like what could you tell us about what that missing piece is, what you would want a young filmmaker to know, like from your lessons learned in like making your first movie like
0: well it's not it's not a missing piece it's when when people are starting out they listen to shows like yours because these filmmakers they're gonna listen to people like you chilling circuit that's dope right that's dope but are we gonna get on there and say that yeah it's dope but are we gonna get on the on a show that's so dope and say oh i wouldn't have did that i don't like that that's whack whatever and then at the end say well i don't have a movie out you can't do both because you're gonna have filmmakers listening and say, well, I get something out of that. You know what I'm saying? So let me, now I know what the movie looked like, bro. We had a premiere and I was sitting in the premiere looking for a fast forward button myself. So I know what it is. But if you go (laughs) to it and say, okay, it came out and it got Man Robinson where he's at now because of that movie. And to date, that's still the only movie that I actually shot, wrote and directed and edited. See, that's another thing y'all don't know. So six Mm -hmm. editors, attempted to do this and at the end, after the premiere, I was so just flabbergasted or whatever that I did all of the sound design, edit, everything. I just did it because I yeah. wanted a movie out. Yeah. And now, you know, cause we, we got finished filming it in 2015 and it didn't air to 2020. Wow. So Amazon is making y'all think it's a brand new movie. but It's really not.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so yeah. it's really nothing missing. There's nothing missing. It's just that they're going to look for stuff. They're going to look for shows like yours. They're going to look for, they're going to go on YouTube. And they're gonna look for that motivation. Mm-hmm. And when they hear, I did it. I come from the same place y'all come from. No matter what the first movie looked like, just get better. We all have natural, natural progression. Yeah. We could do anything we that we do more than once, we're gonna progress and get better at it. That's natural. If you don't do that, then maybe you not should not make film or anything. Yeah. So as long as you know that, you're gonna be fine.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, this is yeah. like I like the conversation now, like this interview, you know, when we release it, it it's kind of a this is me taking a little step away from like interview Alex and just having a conversation. Uh it's kind it's a it's a delicate balance, you know? And like our conversations with filmmakers and trying to hear the backstory and hear your story, which um I I really like the I think Sydney's gonna get into that. Um, is what serves as that like inspiration piece kind of. Mm-hmm. But I can take that though. I, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Y'all, y'all doing a good job. I love it. We just got to know that the audience are looking for something different. That's what they're looking for. We know it's bad. but let's, Yeah. But let's motivate them to keep going anyway.
2: That's yeah. All. And I think our motivation yet too, isn't to highlight that we think a movie is bad. It's really to say like people are out here making their movies and putting them out and like, that's hard. So like, no matter, you know, at the end of the day, like, quality wise or whatever like the general public will think our whole mission is to say like look you can make a movie uh if you have a small budget you can still make a movie if you're new to film you can still make a movie just put out your art and you get better at it eventually you know so that's kind of what we took from your movie and a lot of the movies that we review um every week but I guess more into um, your background, too, as a filmmaker. So Turnt seemed very just organic hearing the backstory of how it all came about. But like did a little research and saw you had previously pursued a career as a rap artist and in music and then um, decided to become a filmmaker. So what was that like for you? Like, what was that switch in your mind or that spark that said I wanted to make films?
0: I mean, we, you know, as, as, we, as younger kids, we, we are filmmakers anyway. Anytime mm-hmm. I ask, anybody asks you, like, what would you do if you had three wishes? Anybody ever yeah. asked y'all that before? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. As soon as you answer, you're making a movie in your head because now you're thinking mm-hmm. about it, you're envisioning it, and that's what we all are, you know, from the jump. And then if we go into, you know, households, you always hear auntie or uncle say, oh, my son is going to be on TV. My daughter is going to be on TV. It's always been the motivation. And music is, is a song is just a movie. That's, that's all it is. But the real transition of it was when music meant computers. When music not mm. excuse me, when, when when movies meant computers and technology, that was really the, the kick for me because I was already artistic and I'm good at computers and they mixed together and I'm already a storyteller. Yeah. It was a no-brainer for me. So that's how it happened with me.
2: Gotcha. And then even going into like further into that. So like, was it some kind of a last straw in your mind? It's like, look, like, you know. I love music that's, like, my foundation, my origin, but, you know, now that, you know, things are so much easier, like, have advanced technology-wise and it's so much easier to get your hands in different stuff, was that just, like, your switch there? Or, you know, you're just like, uh, well, look, I can make a movie if I want to, so that's what I'm going to well, I, I got
0: arrested in 2007 for some stupid stuff, like Child Support, so I can't remember, and I actually wrote a movie then. I used to act in plays mm-hmm. when I was younger, so it was always there, and I yeah. had Computer stores. I owned computer stores back in Michigan. And in the back of the computer store, I used to edit videos and stuff. So it was more or less gotcha. like that that pushed me over Then it's easy to do because it's still not fucking easy. Even with, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm able to cuss. No, we cuss. No, Uh-oh. we cuss on <laughs> here. This is, yeah, it's okay. fine. <laughs> so it's, it's still not easy. I don't give a, whatever. If they made computers, what, it's hard. Yeah. Okay. It's hard. And it's, yeah. you you talking, you talking seven years. Um of of that movie you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that movie is still people are still watching it you know it's still watching it to this day so don't think it's easy because yeah. it ain't it ain't we got to make sacrifices crazy
2: and i guess a little bit too just now um in your career standpoint so. I guess looking past turn. So we did see super turn is coming out and I've been looking at like trailers. I've been uh, following you and Tori Hart now on Instagram after watching this movie. But just want to know more about like when someone sits down to watch a man Robinson film, what do you want them to feel like? What what is your expectation for someone to say, like, yeah, man Robinson did that movie like that was well, that's what I wanted to see.
0: Well, I, that, you know, you are gonna get a lot of conversation with filmmakers that you see across and I don't even do that. Like, I don't, that's whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, the movies, do. they do have messages. Every single one of them have messages. If we, if we were blessed enough to the script being followed on the other one, take away the look and some of the audio flaws, you would have had a story. Mm-hmm. script wasn't followed and then it was put pieced together. Super turn. I got with some of the actors and I'm like, listen, y'all don't say these lines totally. <laughs> so so you gonna get a story with Super Turnt that you didn't get with Turnt for sure. So we actually snatched turnt up in our minds and say, okay, we're gonna make this the backstory. So turnt one is just the backstory now. Mm. So, but if you look close, like we did Sebastian, we did a horror movie in February and I use yeah. the same method uh, of writing, you know, writing a full story. So when you watch them, you will see some type of message whether it's something to do with lack of generational wealth or some equality, all it, it's in there. Mm-hmm. I just don't kill people with it, but it's there. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. We love that. Yeah. will throw it back to you. Lex, I know you had some other questions to yeah. you before. We kind of <laughs> wrap it up a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm actually, I, there was something you, because I'm, I'm processing, because you, I, I'm not going to lie, but I feel like I'm getting a lot of like, like gems, a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the things you said about like producing turn uh, the, the the financial piece of it, like uh, that's another thing that, you know, it's kind of, you know, people don't really like to, uh lay it all out really but it seems like you're like prime for giving game to the young like filmmakers listening yeah so what was the like i'd like to hear a bit more about like what it really takes to get an indie movie funded and like how, how to go about mm-hmm. that
0: well there's different levels of of indie film that you can do i mean i think you guys mentioned something about the tubi movies or the hood movies that you see um <laughs> i mean even the plug love i grew up with the dudes from, plug love. I'm from detroit too Oh. oh,
2: shout out. That's one of our yeah. favorites, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know
0: them. They call me. I mean, you know, mm. we, we real cool. But, you know, mm. even movies like that, I'm not sure what their budget was on that film, but you can go all the way down to thirty thousand. I mean, you can shoot a movie for fifteen thousand. It just depends on mm. what you what your next goal is. You no, know, I, I wouldn't shoot a movie mm-hmm. without a next goal. You know, I knew that after turn, I was going to go all the way up. I knew it because I already had. Yeah. So another thing that happened—I know I'm switching—but another thing that happened is, if you watch turn closely, you will see a change of cameras. So when we first started, we had—I had a regular little camera, still cost three thousand dollars. That's a lot for a film, you know, a new film, yeah. whatever. Because you don't just need the camera; you need the lens, the, the, the you need everything. So you're yeah. looking at—even though my camera was three thousand—it still was thirty thousand worth of equipment because other stuff needed to be there. But halfway yeah. through. I bought two new cameras. Like Now I'm shooting with two cameras. At first it was just one. And you will see the scenes with Benzino look better than the rest of the movie. So mm-hmm. after that, I bought new cameras. I had some of the best cameras, but I didn't shoot the rest of the movie with it because then it would have looked too different. So I literally had to force myself to continue using those cameras so at least match. So, right. so there's different levels starting with the camera, but you can go all the way up to, you know, Three fifty four hundred thousand, it just depending on yeah. who you get in it and, and all of that, the important thing is get the first movie done, and then you'll be considered mm-hmm. a filmmaker. now you're a filmmaker, regardless what let's say or somebody say oh, I don't like whatever, now I'm a filmmaker, and now I can move forward as yeah. so long yeah, as you know that right. and say and you, you don't come right back with the same level you can't do that because mm-hmm. then you just ignore progression, you know what I'm saying, so that's what I would tell them
2: yeah. I'm 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 curious too. I think
0: appreciate that. I'm my best. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I was just gonna say, like, speaking, I'm just like really going like all the way to the next level. Like, saw recently you opened up a production studio in Atlanta, which is huge. So, congrats there. But like, what was what was point A to point B to getting that done and turned around? And you know, because that's that's huge in my mind. So.
0: But that was always point A. That's what I'm saying. I Mm. Turn was never like the end all. My slogan is, is more than a movie. It's always been more than a movie. Yeah. And that's where it started. So, if this is the studio that I have now, the movie, the TV shows, the you know, all the stuff that's going on out, this is always a gotcha. was part of a. And mm-hmm. that's why it's so important for me to talk to y'all. I mean, I just did an interview today with BET. I mean, I'm doing interviews yeah. today is my third one. I look just like this on it too, with the nappy hair hanging out. All that, <laughs> love you me. know what I'm yeah. saying. But it's, it's uh, that's why it's so important for me to get to y'all, young young guys, and because you audience is young too, I'm sure, to say, hey. That's the first one, bro. Let's go. Let's go this way. So mm-hmm. this is my, I've been in Georgia for, I don't know, eight years maybe, something like that. Um, I got here in 2013, 2014, I had a studio. You know, I was only mm-hmm. here six months. I had a studio, it was all part of it. I had a studio while I was doing that. Yeah. You know, so it was more expenses going on than just the movie. You know what I mean? Six months into a, a state, now you're dealing with a dude who played Biggie. And then all of a sudden, everybody else is calling, yeah. reality star or not. They're all calling to be in this mm-hmm. movie. I've only been here six months. It's crazy. So this is my fourth studio now. And nice. this, yeah. this is the one that we started off the mission to have. So that's how we did it.
2: Definitely inspiring for us. We say all the time, uh, New Chitlin Circuit is a part of the grand scheme of what we're doing. But, it, you know, mm-hmm. we see so much more for everything else to come. So
0: well, you it's got a great for us. This is dope.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Oh well, I, Alexis, unless you have something, I kind of go into. Kind of, you heard the episode,
1: so you know we like to end with a question. Sydney's got a question. We always like to ask everyone. Well, I'm gonna
0: tell you this first, Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Not no damn, they're, they're, what do you call that documentary filmmaker? Don't, don't well, do that.
2: Look, don't blame me. That was IMDb. They um, put you on there as a document. I said, I'm trusting this source. I don't oh, know who put it up I there. Have,
0: it's a couple documentaries on there.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: No, no. And there's no way that the confessions of love and hip hop is my motivation behind a movie. No. <laughs> that's 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 the other guy. That's Lex. No. That's
2: what I, was, I told her that. I told her that. high concept. I, look. <laughs>
1: You're I right. get on. The, I talk every week. I get plenty of things wrong
0: all the time. This is on the wrong column. I'll, I'll put but, it there. But I mean, but it wasn't bad wrong. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I wasn't so transparent and I wasn't like a pillar for the young community, I would have lied with you. Yep, that was it. I <laughs> did. <That's my idea. laughs> but yeah. but I, I got to be transparent because I'm yeah. I'm here to motivate and inspire younger filmmakers. So the truth is, no, this is what happened. It was a cluster and we got it out. <laughs> That's what yeah. I, really what it was. Yeah, yeah. All right, my bad.
2: No, you no, get. I probably would have looked at you
1: sideways had you come on and been like, Lex. Yeah, we're, I was transcending form. Right, it was. Right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that would you left it. You left it perfect for me to do that though. I, yeah, that. I did. I <laughs> set you up. I said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, nah, I can't do that, man, because that's not yeah. what happened. Man, for for me to have that movie out is um, it was nothing short of a miracle. It was. Mm. So much stuff to happen. It shouldn't it shouldn't and, and and to look at it three years later and say, Oh, it might be able to get a story out of this. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Definitely gave us some good context. Uh, but I'm sure you already have your sights set on something because as from talking to you on the last couple of minutes, you like literally just have your plan laid out and obviously are going to execute that plan, but A fun question for us. So we like to shoot our shot here on the show, Um, not usually in a professional manner, but this is a more professional question for you. Uh, So like who, anyone in the industry, like you just like, would love to work with any other directors, actors for your upcoming projects, other producers, writers, et cetera. Like who do you want to shoot your shot with to work with uh, someday uh, for a project?
0: I I shot it not too long ago and it was, was, I I hit, I swished and that was Vivica Fox. She's about to be in my next project. Yeah. Um, that I'm doing right now and i've already uh did that with just so many people that y'all haven't seen all these movies that's coming out, it's so many mm-hmm. people that were legends that we watched on tv that actually are in my films and it's it's a lot so i'm, I'm very happy where i'm at and yeah. you know that's it
2: love that yeah we call miss vivica the queen of exposition she can break yeah. down the scene we love that she walks you through it Love
0: yeah, breakdown right scene, and we, and we have others, yeah. you know, that, that's in the same film as well. And the studio being open in Georgia, they all come through to it. So it's it's mm. pretty it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. It was the second part to that question. I forgot it that quick ago
2: Oh, no, I mean, you answered it. So like you said, you shot your shot at Vivica. She's in like your next upcoming project. Unless there's any other person who you want to like, well, you there, know, there was, there manifest. Was one, yeah,
0: there was one before her. Uh, it, was, it was Darius McCurry and the same thing mm-hmm. that that hit too. Mm-hmm. So, He's in my scary movie that's about to come out. But you said something yeah. about directors. See, yeah. directors working together never works because <laughs> we, we're we in competition rather we want to admit it or not. And because yeah. I'm not going to be able to, like, let's say the clusterfuck of turn, I would have handed it to another director. The edit would have came out different. We're different, mm-hmm. you know? So collecting, collectively working as a director is not something that uh, is, is feasible, at least not for me. Um, yeah. produ- producers and writers, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, because the director is directing every department, right? You only can have one, so yeah,
2: true, that's it. true. Nice. Lesson learned: less. Alexis and I will never direct a movie together. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what I was just. Thinking. You really can't. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. You can have an AD in a director. That's cool. That's very. That's probably as close. Yeah, to yeah. You. Mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah. Not nah, Sydney. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, I, I think we got like more than enough. I think we have a wealth of knowledge and like inspiration mm-hmm. to, to pass on to the young filmmakers who listen. But also, like most of our audience is Black indie enthusiasts—people who like love watching Black indies. Like they don't tune into you know whatever new thing Netflix got. They are always digging through to find the the gems of our own like for, of our own people, of our mm-hmm. culture. So. Uh, I think they're going to really enjoy this conversation, too. And I, I just want to thank you again for coming through and for being candid, for being honest with us too, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah,
0: there's no problem. I actually wrote a book about my experiences, and it's actually called Black Independent Filmmaking. So I encourage you, know, because I'm just as candid on the book as I am in person. So yeah. there's a, a lot of things in there that they might be able to pick up, too. Perfect. Where could they find that book? Oh, it's on Amazon, man. You know, that's, oh. the, Amazon. that's the bookstore of the future right now. Yeah. 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 All right. Y'all already
1: here first. Go cop that. And, um, you know, come back next week. And I'll tell you one thing we're going to, I'm going to speak for Lex. I'm going to do better. I'm going I'm to reload it. <laughs> Maybe we need to start yeah. asking some questions first sometime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, it's it's cool. You know, but if I would have, you know, not known me or not known, I would have, like, not listened to the, watched the movie. I wouldn't have watched it after listening to y'all, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then I wouldn't have learned nothing either. You know, you have to learn yeah. something. Like, you, you, you shot with so many different cameras. When, our audio device was a phone, bro. We had a phone inside the car. So to be able to get all of that and still put it out, why would I not tell that? Yeah. You no, know, yeah. I don't have the luxury of doing that no more. My movies cost almost half a million dollars. Now, that was the good days. It's over with <laughs> yeah. now. It's, it's over with now. So, yeah, tell that story and make it right. it right.
1: Thanks once again to Man Robinson for coming through and talking to us dropping some knowledge and thanks to y'all thanks to you uh, for tuning in you know this show is is dope as man said but it's really a very delicate combination of me and sydney's goofery and your loyalty and the filmmakers artistry so we really appreciate y'all being a part of that equation Come back next week. We'll be back to the reviews. We'll be reviewing a movie titled It's a Date, so y'all know what type of of time it's going to be on. Back to our rom-com bag. And thanks once again to Man Robinson. If you haven't listened to our review of Turn, go ahead and check that out. Scroll down in your Apple Podcast app. Give that a listen. All right. Till next week.